Next on BYU Sports Nation, going pro early. Is that actually a good thing for BYU basketball? But what if there's no invitation to the combine? Who's the most under-the-radar football player this season for BYU, and which NFL team just signed Tijon Karoma? Jason Shepard is stoked about that. Plus, what's your 2018 motto or slogan for BYU football? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, May 8th, wherever and however you are connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the DJ Jam of Studio B, Jerem Jordan. It'd be cool if we had a DJ in here. Um, for the fourth year in a row, I did request Mariachis to play the BYU Sports Nation theme on Cinco de Mayo. That was uh, that was met with a no. Uh, I am hoping in the first ten years of the show, at some point, we'll have some Mariachis playing that <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo. But it would be cool to have a DJ in studio breaking it down, going to and from break. The show is always evolving. Does the next evolution include a DJ, a live DJ? In the likeliness uh, category, <laughs> I would say no. Who has a DJ? Oh, it's Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres on oh, her talk has show. DJ? She has. Well, she's a got DJ. a lot of cool stuff on that show that we don't have. <laughs> it is DJ Twitch from So You Think You Can Dance on Ellen. His name's DJ Twitch. Well, his name is Twitch. His dance name, okay? Because he's his Twitchy. Dance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. We're working on it. Let's put that on, really the ide- we... on the board of ideas and, Let's put... and discuss later. Let's throw that one away. <laughs> oh, Studio B DJ. Yeah, that'll, work on some... that'll be the day. Let's work on some likely ones. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The official NBA draft combine field is set. 69 different players received the prestigious invite. BYU's Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant not on that list. Jeremy, are you surprised both Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant did not receive a combine invite? I'm surprised I'm on camera as long as I am. That's what I'm surprised about. I didn't think that Elijah Bryant would get a pick. I'm I'm not shocked that Yoli Childs didn't, but... I thought that he might get an invite. The fact that he did not means he's more than likely not getting drafted. Now, remember, he doesn't have to say, I'm back at BYU or not until May 30th. So he's got a few weeks here to get some individual workouts. Yes, the Combine is a good place to be. In the NFL, you don't have to be invited to the Combine to be drafted. But in the NBA, it's like... Typically, yes. Yes. There's only, what, 60 picks? I mean, it's really slim picking. So... I'm I'm not surprised that both did not get an invite. I thought that Yoli might. Eric Mika and Tyler Haas did get an invite to the Combine, and both did not get drafted. So even getting an invite to the Combine isn't to say that you will be drafted, right? Right. You just have a much better shot. I'm not surprised. I think Yoli Childs will get an invite to the NBA Combine after his junior season if he decides to come back. I think that's in the future. But not surprised. It's really hard to earn a spot in that inner sanctum. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a couple of players. 
that did notable national things that did not get NBA combine invites. Joel Berry of North Carolina, Final Four, most outstanding player, first team all at uh, Atlantic Coast Conference. I mean, he won, a, he won a bunch of awards not invited to the NBA Combine. Okay? What about Trayvon Blewett from Xavier? He was a Naismith Player of the Year candidate. At one point, led the nation in scoring. People were like, oh, he's an NBA guy. He didn't get invited to the Combine. It's all about, like, body type, right? Athleticism and whatnot. Yeah. The only child is, on, is a borderline there. I don't think this year's the year. Yeah, next year, like, I'm thinking – I'm with you. I think Yoli gets an invite. It doesn't mean you can't hang with those guys and you're not a good player, but it does say something about your draftability in yes. the moment. Yes, indeed. Eric Mika left BYU after his sophomore season last year to go play pro in Italy. Now Elijah Bryant is leaving to likely play pro overseas or domestically in the NBA G League. He's hoping to get into the NBA. We still don't know about Yoli Childs, as mentioned. Spencer, is it a good thing for BYU Hoops to have players leave early? No, not for BYU. It's good for programs like Kentucky, Kansas, Duke or some other high-level program that can count on consistently having top 10 recruiting classes that are full of one-and-dones or even (laughs) two-and-dones. BYU is not that place. When a player that is good enough to go pro early leaves early from a spot like BYU, it is devastating to that program because they don't get a lot of those guys. BYU is not a fluent for having multiple one-and-dones. In there fact, are, BYU's had a one-and-done once, and they've had a two-and-done once. This isn't Michigan State. This isn't Kansas. This isn't Villanova. Okay, the surprise from Villanova was that they're having guys stay two years. Like, ooh, what's Jay Wright doing to convince those guys to stay two years? You know, At different age of college basketball. So when BYU gets that caliber of player and they leave early, it's devastating. I can take players leaving early going to the NBA. I can take that. But when they don't go to the NBA, I go, what? He's not going to be there anyway? Do you just not want to be at BYU? That's clearly the answer, right? Like, you want to go make money and do things? On an individual basis, I get it. But the question's not about, is it good for that player? The question is, is it good for BYU? And the answer is probably no. Now, I understand this is new, okay? Player leaves early, doesn't go to the NBA, goes somewhere. So I understand the natural resistance to a progressive idea from a traditional standpoint. And that's kind of where I sit. Like, Jimmer Fredette, after his junior year, could have gone and played internationally. Imagine if he left early. But he would not have become Jimmer, right? I'm not saying guys are going to become Jimmer. I'm just saying maxing out your potential to land in the best spot. Like, I think if Yoli Childs leaves now, he's not maximizing his brand ability to be a great player and get out there. Like, Yoli Childs has a shot at being an NBA draft pick in the future. It's not this year, but it's in the future, whether that's one or two years from now. It's so if hard to know. It, it's so hard to process that with Eric Mika leaving early. Like, does he have the type of impact? Probably not that Jimmer does because Jimmer was a once-in-a-generation Don't type. compare anybody to Jimmer. Just saying, though, we'll never know. We'll never know what that could have evolved into had he stayed. And Jimmer stayed. For the betterment of BYU. Give me some BYU football now. Yesterday, Corbin Kafusi was named by NCAA Football Nation 24-7 as one of the most under-the-radar defensive linemen. Let's expand this subject just a little bit. Who's the most under-the-radar player on the entire 2018 BYU football roster? I think it's Kairos Tonga. I think Kairos Tonga, because of the position he plays, 
does not get the love that maybe he would be. He would get, okay? He's a blip on the radar. There's nothing blippy about Kairos Tonga. Like, he shows up he from space. He is 6'4", 332. <laughs> He's he, a blip on the space radar. He's the Luxor light into the sky. <laughs> He's the Great Wall of China. Okay, you can see it from space. 6'4", 332. <laughs> He's going to be an NFL draft pick at some point in the future, I believe. I absolutely. Haloti Nada type. He's not going to be flashy statistically. He only had 19 tackles. He only had two sacks, right? But he is a beast in the middle. He is under the radar. I agree with you 100%. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm going with Moroni Laulupututau. In his freshman year... He's under the radar because no one can say his name. He was not under the... He became, he became a guy that Taysom Hill would go to. He had one of the top catches of the year in college football against Mississippi State. He made a huge catch against West Virginia. Like The dude makes plays, but because he didn't play last year due to an injury... Liz Frank and Paul Liz Frank. I don't like Liz, personally. I'm not a... I'm Is anybody not a, a fan, not of, Liz fan Frank? of Liz Frank? Good gravy. Because he couldn't make plays last year... He kind of just became like this forgotten entity because he was going to be a tight A dude named Moroni. He was going to be a tight end, and we were excited about him. The injury happens. He doesn't play. Yeah. He'll come back this year and make himself not under the radar. But for as it stands right now, he's, he's not a guy that's being discussed a lot. He's going to have a big impact on this season, in my opinion. I'm with you. I think he's one of the better pass catchers on the team. He might be the be- He might have the best hands on the team. Like, he's really good. Good receiver. Did well as a freshman, a little, little sophomore. Got injured. He's going to be a redshirt junior uh, coming into the season. He'll be an option on offense for this BYU offense that needs people. Yeah, yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs held rookie minicamp for three days, and they decided they wanted to sign Tijon Karoma to the 90-man roster for OTAs in camp. Flex. Corona tweeted, don't ask me to do that. Corona tweeted the following, Coroma, excuse me, tweeted the following last night. All Tijon needed was an opportunity. <laughs> Sorry, was that a third-person reference? Yellow card. <laughs> it's just the start, but I'm excited for the future with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what? I, we got to give Tijon a yellow for uh, a third-person reference there, Okay. Yellow card to Tijon. I know how much you love those. <laughs> or, Kansas City Chiefs, we may give you a red card. Spencer, what are Karoma's chances of making it in the NFL? Oh, interesting that these are the Kansas City Chiefs colors. Well, 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 Jason Shepard. I think he'll be on a practice squad when all is said and done. Now, whether it's in Kansas City or someplace else, I think he'll be on an NFL practice squad. So, to a degree, that's making it, right? Because your yes. NFL yes. career lives on. You're on an NFL team, yeah. He's clearly a physical freak. He's athletic and he's an enforcer. But most importantly, he's been challenged. When he didn't get a contract out of the draft, he was bothered by that. He got a mini camp invite. I think he was quoted as saying, Tijon isn't happy about this. With the Tennessee Titans, ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs in their tryout, if you will, and earns his spot. Gets that contract. Yeah. I think there's another step for Tijon here. He's challenged. And when he's told he can't make it, he thrives on stuff like that. I think he said when Tijon's challenged, Tijon will rise to the occasion. <laughs> I'm not going to say that uh, Karoma can't do something because he's been told his entire life, you're too short. Too small. Your reach is. Arms aren't long yeah, enough. Yeah, arms aren't long enough. Like, that's a big deal for a center, okay? He started as a true freshman at BYU. He started every game he played in at BYU, all 51. Like, 
don't challenge this guy and say he can't do something because he's going to likely show you uh, that you're wrong. I think he will be a practice squad guy. Making the 53 would certainly be an incredible, incredible accomplishment for Tijon Chroma because he is a little undersized. But he is a baller. Like, he's a, he's a gamer in the gym. He's he's a gamer in the on the field, man. He is really good. And you look at him, you go, ah, a little small. You, you throw him out there, he's good. And that's what matters most. He has the ability to catch coaches' attention. And that's why I think he'll be on a practice With squad. With arms. BYU football released their new slogan for the team and the 2018 season. Built, not born. Jerem, what is your motivational slogan for the 2018 BYU football team if you could make one? Oh, I can. Uh, quest for a bowl game. <laughs> Alternative one, I don't want to update my LinkedIn. We motivated. <laughs> I love What's Quest your, for a bowl game. Quest so for a bowl much. game, okay? Who needs perfection? That's way down the road. I've said mine for a few months now. Beat UMass. <laughs> Beat UMass? Oh, my gosh. No, it's, if it's not Beat UMass, it's bowl game or bust. Bowl game or bust. Yeah. Yeah, it's about getting to a bowl game, dude. It's not hard. 80 teams do it. It's not hard. After the season that BYU went through, clearly the next step is winning at least six games. We're not saying beat Utah. Even. And playing in a bowl game. We're saying beat UMass. You got to get back to a bowl game. <laughs> Basketball team's like, we did it. You, can you do it? Bowl game or bust for me. And I, yeah, jokingly, beat Man, UMass. But I'm, but I'm kind of serious because if BYU wants to go to a bowl game, they probably have to beat UMass. My fourth guaranteed win. Clearly. Of the year. Like they, guaranteed win. If they want to go to a bowl game, they have to beat UMass. Yeah. I just don't see any other way. Yeah. <laughs> it includes beating the Minutemen. Our question of the day, right in line with what we're talking about, what is your motivational slogan or motto for BYU football for the 2018 season? Chime in on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. On Twitter, from at LaserSheep. Since it's the Cougars, I'm going with claw your way through or keep clawing. BYU is trying to overcome adversity, and the way through it is not a clear path. It's going to be rough, but it's not impossible. Hashtag BYUSN. Is it rough to win six games, half your games? It's not rough. Expectations are amazing because of knee-jerk reaction and the always prominent what-have-you-done-for-me-lately mentality. BYU won four games last year, so automatically, and they had their worst season in half a century. So, so yes, it feels like six games is asking for a lot for it some is people. Not. I don't think it is either. You've heard, you know my opinion. They're going to a bowl game. Mark it down. From Instagram, Cindy M. Himes, don't look back, only forward. So the Lot's wife principle. Don't turn around. Yeah, yeah. Ace of base? <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice catch. Man. Nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even one of their main hits. <laughs> it wasn't? No, it wasn't. That was like their third <laughs> hit. I remember yeah. buying an Ace of base single from Fred Meyer for 99 cents <laughs> in Vancouver in like 94. You are, you are our DJ, our studio B DJ, DJ. Rocking that Ace of Although, base. Although, were we listening to a remix of a Jimmy World song before the show? <laughs> Maybe. My point continues. Coming up, other compelling sports content, (laughs) including a Mother's Day edition of Between the Lines. Leave the mothers out of this. Or not. Let's bring them into the fold. 
Is Blaine Fowler, national championship quarterback, concerned that offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes says there hasn't been a running back, y'all, separate himself from the rest of the BYU group? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation continues after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball plays Utah on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern tonight. Also on the Pac-12 Network, the Cougars trying to even the season series at two apiece tonight, 8 Eastern. You got to win the series, right? Yeah, come on. Or at least tie the series. What's the tiebreaker? Is it aggregate run margin of victory? Like, what is it? I don't know. We'll they're going we'll to give the out thing. the Deseret first dual trophy for the year. And BYU has won this. I, I would guess it's overall run scored if it ends in a 2-2 draw. Overall run, yeah. or would it be margin? Who knows? Someone probably knows this. You'd think we would know. We don't know. We don't know. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and however you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day. What is your motivational slogan or motto for BYU football's 2018 season? From Facebook, Mark Bishop. Win, please? Question mark there. (laughs) I'll be watching either way. Join in with the hashtag BYUSN again on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We welcome all of your responses on your favorite social media platform. Is the I'll be watching either way on the shirt as well? Is that like underneath? It's a subtext or something? Yeah, it's in parentheses. I'll be watching either way. Win, please? And then in parentheses, I'll be watching watching either either way. We all will. Joining us now, a man with plenty of mottos for life, not just for football. Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback at BYU. He's our dual threat analyst. Blaine, welcome back to Studio B. What's up, guys? It's a very May shirt. I think this it's May wonderful. because it's spring. It's well, I bet I bet I went to summer. Colors. I was on the Big Island of Hawaii. I left two days before all of the craziness oh, happened. Oh wow! Yeah, we got out there just in time, and then uh, and now I've come home and it's summer here. So I brought summer with me. If you're wondering why it's been in the 80s and all that, I brought that here. Thank you. We were just in Mesa over the weekend. It was a hundy. Did you bring it here? Not quite no, that hot. No, yeah. it was, it was, but <laughs> Not it was quite hot. that hot. It was we hot. don't have that power, Blaine. No. Yeah. Only you yeah, I dragged bring it with the me. weather I'm like, with you. The flight was slow, though, because I was like, hey, can you please like, just attach this weather to the <laughs> tail? And we, we dragged it here with us. <laughs> all right, we were just talking about mottos. Built, not born is a BYU football offseason slogan. I don't know if this is going into the year. It would appear. Yeah, it's at least for now. I've seen right? it on shirts yeah. and around on signs. If you could come up with a slogan or motto for the BYU football team for the 2018 season, what would it be? So you guys have to help me make it like more catchy, okay? Because okay. because to me, what has to happen is there has to be, I, I think, trust and accountability. I saw that theme displayed in spring, so I don't know what we can what we can do in terms of make it a really really catchy phrase, but. Uh, what we saw last season, when we started to get a bunch of guys hurt, um, then you had new guys in positions a lot, got a lot of guys rotating through. And then we saw, you know, as we're doing our show late in the season after further review, we're, we're watching every play on film and we're going, why is that guy going in that gap? That's not his gap. Why is this guy trying to make that play? Why is he going on inside and losing containment? You know, why is that receiver cutting that route off too short? And I think guys weren't trusting one another and so they're trying to make a play and get out of out of what they're supposed to be doing and and to me BYU's differential advantage with the schedule that they're playing 
they're not going to be more talented at most positions than a lot of these teams that they're playing. So the differential advantage for them is they have to execute perfectly. To execute perfectly, you got to trust the guy on both sides on both sides of you, whether it's on the offensive side or the defensive. You have to do exactly what you're supposed to do, and you have to trust that the guys beside you are going to do exactly what they're going to do. And that's their advantage. And so to me, they've got to get back to that. No matter who's beside me, I trust that guy. And I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to trust that he's going to do what he's supposed to do. I saw that in spring. I hope that that carries over into the fall. And it it becomes that not only do I trust you on the field, I trust you off the field to do everything you're supposed to do off the field. Um, When you have that at BYU, you can go against teams that maybe have a little bit more talent and you out-execute them, you outperform them, and you have a chance to win games against teams that maybe have better talent than you have. Trust or bust. (laughs) There there you go. There was was a college football outlet that said that Corbin Kafusi is one of the most underrated or under-the-radar defensive linemen nationally. Who's your most under-the-radar player on BYU's team? I mean, I'll pick one from the defense and, and the offense. I think Zane Anderson is going to be really good on the defensive side. Really? So, so they moved him to outside backer. Um, he can really fly around. I, I, think, I think that he may emerge as a really good player this next year at the position they're playing him at. And people go, wow, man, this guy made a lot of plays this year, especially in the pass game from that linebacker position. So on defense, I think he might surprise some people. He's really underrated, really skilled player. Uh, on the offensive side of the of the ball, I think MP is going to be a kid that James MP yeah, that that everybody goes, whoa, this kid's just back off of a mission. He's had a year in the program now. He's really good at, at that position. Center, right? Yeah, at center, and it's a really important position. It's got to be a smart guy with great technique that can lead and get these guys into what they're supposed to be into. Can get upfield and get to the second level. I watched him in spring ball. And I'm going, man, this is. This is a talented kid. He looked really good in spring. Now you give him the offseason to, to work hard and get even stronger and even faster and be that much more removed from the mission. And I think he's a guy that at the end of next season we're going to go, wow, was James Empty good or what? He anchored that offensive line, which I think is going to be a really good offensive line. And he's a guy that I think nobody really talks about right now that at the end of next season we're going to talk about him. On Saturday, offensive coordinator and longtime offensive line coach Jeff Grimes said that no running back has separated from the group. Right now, on May the 8th, how concerning is that to you that there isn't a guy that is separated from the group? I think Jeff wants that to happen. He and I have talked about it. He wants somebody that's going to be an every down back that they can just go to. When he says nobody's separated, I think he was still happy with the way spring performance went, uh, because you've got Squally Canada, who's a proven commodity, um, who, who is, is fine and can, and can do good things. But I think you had Katoa emerge as a guy that they're going, oh, wow, maybe this guy can be an every down back for us. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He runs downhill. He can bounce and have the speed to get around the corner. So, so now we've got another guy. Hall gets healthy and he comes back. He was an explosive guy that they could use that we didn't get to see enough of last season. And I mean, on and on and on. And so I think they have a good stable of running backs right now. And, you know, I'm missing some names because I think they have five or six guys. The fact that one hasn't just grabbed the job by the throat and taken it doesn't concern me at this point. I feel like we're in a better position at the running back position than we were going into last summer. Um, So I'm not concerned about that. Let's move to hoops. Uh, Is it a good thing for BYU basketball players to leave early if it isn't for the NBA? We're starting to see this a little bit. Eric Mika and now Elijah Bryant. 
it's not good for BYU, but but is it good for them? I, you know, for Eric, he'd been on a mission. He came back to uh, Italy, by the way. Right, and so so I have a hard time begrudging these kids when they know they can go make a living. Yeah, no, no, no denying it's good for them. Yeah, it's good for them. How about for BYU? For, for BYU, it hurts, you know. It, kids, that you, they say, well, Duke and Kentucky, they deal with it all the time. Well, they deal with kids going out to the NBA. They don't deal with kids going, hey, I'm leaving early to go to Europe. Gonzaga you know? doesn't have people go early to Europe. And they have a bunch of kids that come from Europe and Australia that come and play there. That, and then That's why it's kind of hard. It's like you see some of their talent guys returning, and then you see some BYU, BYU's leading scorer the last two years leave to not play in the NBA. It's like... Wait, wouldn't that have been there in a year? Yeah, and, and I, now with with Elijah, I understand a little bit more with him. He has had a, a rash of injuries. He's Two had years. yeah, he's he transferred, and then he had yeah. so many yeah. injuries. Yeah. And I think he looks at it and says, "I'm as healthy as I'm going to be right now, and if I can go make a living now and His not stock risk is high, yeah." And he he's a very skilled scorer. He can play someplace for a long time if he can stay healthy. And because of the injuries, I get it with him. And he can make money. You know, I don't know that it's in the NBA. It's interesting. Guys come out. Now, with Yoli, Yoli to me is um, a freakish athlete that needs more refinement. I really like to see Yoli come back and, and prove to the scouts that I've talked to he can handle the ball a little bit better, he may be able to play one position up, that he's got range to shoot. Uh, I think he still has some things to prove that may allow him – to play someplace other than just Europe, maybe in the NBA or starting the D League like like Kyle did. The NBA is a is a league of freak athletes. They're just freaks. They just are. And and I'm saying that in a positive way, right? Um, so I remember when Kawhi Leonard was talking about coming out, and I and I talked to Steve Fisher. I'm like, man, can he play in the NBA? And Steve said to me, Blaine, he he's like the best on the ball defensive player I've ever seen. Period. He can defend the very best players in the world, hands down, maybe better than anybody in the league right now. So he'll be drafted, and he just because of that, and they still want to see if he can shoot it and if he can handle it. But the fact that he's such a freak and elite player defensively, he's going to get drafted. Well, now we look, and his offensive game has developed, and he's a great player. Um, Yoli's a freakish athlete. He's not quite as long as Kawhi. But, and I think people are looking and going, can he develop an offensive game? And can he be a crazy, unbelievable lockdown defender? He's not I – mean, he's nowhere near Kawhi Leonard at, at this point. But he is a freakish athlete that maybe can make it there. Um, I think it's too early for him to go out, you know. If he wants to go make some money, can he go make some money right now? He absolutely can. But another sure. year might launch him into something more. And it would be, it'd be good to see him come back. All right, Blaine, great stuff. As always, bringing it as our dual threat analyst. Thanks for the time, man. Good to see you guys. Coming up, she's the West Coast Conference Softball Player of the Week and the OG of the Sug Life. <laughs> yes. Ready or not, Mother's Day is on the way. This weekend, in fact. Do you have your flowers and chocolates ready? Between the Lines, they're ready, featuring athletes' mothers, and they dared to challenge them with competition. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, DJ Jerem, hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. I got a fever for some of today's top BYUSN stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Former BYU football center T. John Karoma has earned and signed a free agent contract 
with the Kansas City Chiefs after impressing coaches in his mini-camp performance. T-John just needed an opportunity, Jerem. T-John got it done. BYU baseball plays in Salt Lake tonight against the Utes at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio on the Pac-12 Network. The Cougars are 1-2 versus the Utes this season, and run differential is the tiebreaker, so BYU needs to win by a certain amount. 41st-ranked BYU women's golf tied for 6th place after the first round of the 2018 NCAA Austin Regionals. The Cougars currently into today's round and have moved up the board. They are now tied for third yeah. at two under on the day. I believe that is one over for the entire tournament. Now, the key is finishing the top six to advance to the next round. Top six, okay. And junior catcher Libby Sager earns her second West Coast Conference Player of the Week award. Sug batted a uh, mediocre 733 with six runs on 11 hits in five games. She was awesome. Last week for the Cougars, we'll chat with her in the next segment. Flowers, chocolates, and getting pampered. That's what Mother's Day is all about, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Sunday might be every woman's favorite holiday. And to celebrate the occasion, we had the help of BYU basketball's David Nixon and his mother, Stephanie, and Kate Cusick. Dalton Nixon. Or sorry, Dalton Nixon and his mother, Stephanie, and Kate Cusick from the women's tennis team, and her mother, who also happens to be named... Stephanie, which pairing will come out on top of our Mother's Day special, or should I say challenge? Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Welcome to our Mother's Day special. We are here with Dalton Nixon from the basketball team and his mom, Stephanie, and Kate Cusick from the tennis team and her mom, Stephanie. Why do you guys think you're going to be the ones who win this Mother's Day challenge? Because my freshman year before my mission, I actually lived at home. So I spent a little bit more time with my mom before I left on my mission. And that's why, out of all the years that we've been together, that's why, because of that extra year at home. <laughs> then we better win for that reason alone. We're going to win because when we lived in Florida for the past three years of my life, we were like attached to the hip, so we were homies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right, what genre of music would you find playing in your mom's car? Oh, that's easy. What genre of music would you find playing in your mom's car? I think that she would be listening to some hip-hop or some rap. Wow. I wrote um, 90s slow jams (laughs) or Def Leppard. Oh, my gosh. Coolest mom ever right there. But unfortunately, that is not a match. Okay, I wrote country music. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Nice. Which chore did Kate and Dalton hate the most growing up? Just simple. Here we go. That's not it. <laughs> she didn't like cleaning her room. room. Okay, I said making my bed. Ooh. That's very similar. I'm going to say no. My room was clean. It was just the bed that was never made. <laughs> never. All right. My room was always messy. Good, good try. Stephanie, what do you got? Cleaning the bathroom for cleaning sure, bathroom. right? I hated that too. But I said doing the dishes. Doing the dishes. <laughs> With me being the oldest, I was the most reliable in, in cleaning the bathroom. and I, I, did I would that. not say that. Where's the camera? I would not say that. What does your mom call you when she's mad? Kate, what do you I got? think it's just like a hard Kate. Like, just Kate. That's Yay, right. You got it. <laughs> Dalton, what do you got? She would call me by my full name, Dalton Kevin Nixon. Dalton Kevin Nixon. Nice. I love that. And did you get in trouble a lot? Um, yeah, I heard that quite a bit. <laughs> What is Kate and Dalton's favorite dish that you make? Q6? 
Pasta. Pasta. Kate is a okay. pasta fan. I said pasta Ooh. as well. Teriyaki chicken, if that's how you spell it. It is. Oh, really? Awesome. I don't know. I think so. The only reason she said that is because that's the last thing that she made for me. But my favorite thing is my mom's chili, Aww. and she should know that. <laughs> It's okay though, I like the teriyaki chicken too. What is your mom's biggest pet peeve? Come on mom, I do this all the time. Um, when things weren't clean, it was pretty rough, so I said a dirty house. Dirty house, okay. Yeah. Stephanie, what do you got? Um, <laughs> bad basketball, what do you okay, guys have? I said dishes in the sink. Come on, really, you hate that? I put not washing your hands. Oh, that's a good one. Would your mom rather have chocolate or flowers on Mother's Day? Kate, what do you got? I said chocolate. 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 Nice. Match. What do you guys have? I said chocolate. Chocolate with a chocolate smiley face sure. and chocolate. Oh, a bunch of chocolate face. people. We have a hard time keeping plants alive, so I think <laughs> flowers are just a no-go at any point. Other than Wonder Woman, what superhero is your mom the most like? Are we on the same wavelength? I don't think so. I said Superman. Superman. Stephanie, would you I write? said Superwoman. She is super. Okay, well, I said Iron Man. <laughs> and, and why would you say that? She always knows everything. Like, there's always an answer. And I put Batman because I like, <laughs> I like to wear black. I, I don't know. This is the very last question. You guys ready? What age did Kate and Dalton first start playing their respective sports? Either 10 or 11 that she started doing competitive sports, but I don't know what you put. We nailed it. We did 10. Oh, yay. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Okay, so um, he started playing first grade basketball. I said fifth grade. <laughs> Shoot. I feel like, I feel. What did we do at the time? I said fifth grade because that was the first competitive team. I was your coach in first grade. <laughs> did you forget? Unfortunately, there's only one winner, you guys. Oh. And it's the Q6. Yay. Oh, oh, on, we got to get that down. I love my mom because she makes any day better. And my mom has always been my best friend. She'll always be there and I can always count on her um, to be my best friend. We're attached to the hip and I love her for always being there. I love that. Sorry. That is so sweet. Woo, I'm crying, guys. Dalton, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love my mom because she's always been my number one supporter. I think a lot of, of the success that I've had as a uh, just as a basketball player, as a missionary, as you know, just a, a young man, um, is how she raised me. That's something that I'll always remember. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day! I'm not sure how we're supposed to follow that up emotionally. Wow, that was nice. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Uh, my mom's from the Valley of the Sun, so she showed up at our remote Saturday and like just plopped down in a chair and hung out the whole time. I was like, hey, thanks for coming. Front row yeah. fan. Yeah. That was great. My uh, my stepdad, who's a Utah fan, didn't show up uh, because he was working. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite Utah fan by far. Next week on Between the Lines, it's the best of Between the Lines, remembering some of the most memorable moments. Follow on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYUBTL. Check out BYU TV Sports YouTube page for previous segments as well. Our question of the day, what is your motivational slogan or motto for BYU football for the 2018 season? On Twitter at Colonel underscore James 83 says, Quest for Consistency, Part 2. Yeah, it's a, it's a quest, I guess. 
I yeah. guessed. Yes. The quest for consistency has never been a thing, but the, the word quest has been involved before. So that's why it's part two. Uh, coming up, an incoming BYU freshman gets invited to play on a national team. More on this in the whip. The Sug Life is a life rich in awards. This week was no different for softball's Libby Sugg. She joins us next. 423 batting average, people. This is BYU Sports Nation. The OG of the Sug Life, dude. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball plays Utah tonight on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern, also on the Pac-12 Network. The Cougars trail the Series 1-2, so, uh, and they're minus 4 in run differential. So if BYU wins and wins by 5 tonight, they get the Deseret First Duel season trophy. Utah people losing together. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, it's about the state. I it's know. Not one of, I know. It's not together we reach. i gotta watch that after the show now no you'll kill some brains oh no it's so great live from studio b this is your day-to-day byu sports play-by-play i am spencer linton alongside jerem jordan our daily byu sn rebroadcast airs weeknights on byu tv at 6 p.m eastern our question of the day answer it now if you haven't on your favorite social media platform what is your motivational slogan or motto for BYU football for the 2018 season. In from Instagram, Bechtel22. Win the moment. Okay, was that from Dr. Craig Manning, the sports psychologist? Was- Shrink it down. Win the moment. Good one. At Shay Lawrence says... Is be- that what it is? It's yes. Shay Lawrence? and I asked for confirmation on that. Man, we've been saying that wrong, sorry. It's all right, we confirmed it. We're good now. Be realer than last year. Stay woker than last year. <laughs> Get stronger than last year. Woker. Stay nice. woker. Stay woker. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll read more of your responses as we progress through the show. Joining us now in Studio B, our second in-studio guest of the show is the Sug Life, Libby Sug, yeah. representing Franklin, Tennessee, veteran of the program <laughs> and repping BYU softball. Welcome back, Libby. Thanks. Always good to be back. Congratulations on your second West Coast Conference Player of the Week award. You have improved your batting average to 423 thanks to your efforts. Uh, what has changed over the past few weeks? Uh, uh, just hitting the ball where they're not at, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> results in hits. Is that all it is? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's wow. all you got to think when you get up to the plate. You batted uh, 733 last week. Can you do it again this week? I sure hope so. That'd be nice. <laughs> What's how has your plate approach changed? Say uh, your freshman year to now, because you've increased your average from three nineteen to three fifty six to four twenty three. I think this year I focused a lot more on RBIs. Uh, that's my main focus. I'm not a trying to hit a home run. If it happens, it happens. It's awesome when it does. But I'm just if there's a runner on third or runner on second, I I gotta get her in. If there's less than two outs or there's two outs. I just have to get this runner in because you never know. You could win by one or you could lose by one, and that would really stink if there was a runner on third and all I had to do was hit a pop-up to the outfield. Interesting that you mentioned that stat, goal set, and thus far goal (laughs) achieved. You're number four in the entire country in runs batted in with 62. And and sacrifice flies, which is what you mentioned. So when there's no one on base, do you need to just act like there's someone on third? Is that eh? (laughs) <laughs> well, I got to get the party started, you know, if I'm the yes. leadoff. I, yes. It's like we like, my dad always told me growing up, hitting is contagious. And mm-hmm. so when I'm a leadoff batter, I'm like, I need to get this started because if I get a hit, there's a better chance that the next person will get a hit and we'll have start a rally. Look, just hit a home run. That counts as an RBI. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hit a home run. <laughs> Technically, yeah. <laughs> Why the just in there, you know? Uh, 
LMU, huge series coming up this weekend. You guys are tied. You're going to play for the auto bid of the NCAA tournament and the conference championship. Yep. What What's kind of the uh, the vibe right now as you approach a really big series? Uh, Coach Eakin gave us a really good talk yesterday because I think all of us are kind of like jittery a little bit because we know that it's never been this serious in the last conference series and we're playing at home and we're really excited because that's a little that's that's an advantage really. And um, he kind of calmed our jitters down and he just reassured us that we know that we can beat them with our defense, our offense, our pitching. Like we have it all this year and we just need to go out and do it. It's about time someone challenged you a little more in this, right? Uh, I'd rather be, <laughs> rather be easy, but yeah, the, the stakes are high, and I, I get the sense that that's maybe why you're a little more anxious, a little yeah. more excited about this. Yeah, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, but I feel like we're really prepared this year. It, every year our schedule gets harder, and this year it's even harder than the last one. And the games that we had in preseason have all led us up to this moment, and we're ready to do it. West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the second time this season. Libby Sugg with us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you know about LMU in terms of their strengths? Um, I know they're really scrappy. Like they'll they'll find a way to score runs and they'll do their best to try to score against us. We're not going to let them. But uh, yeah, their pitching is decent, and yeah, that's about all I got. Tell us about um, the the difference between pressure and expectations because BYU softball of all the teams on campus has the the longest run of conference championships. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. You go to the regional, yeah. you win your conference. Is that is that a positive thing in a way, like positive stress in any way for you? Uh, not really. I mean, does it work against you in a way? Uh, I think it's good stress. I guess. I mean, high expectations means we're more likely to do it. I guess, but. Right now, it feels a way more pressure than it has ever before. I mean, we have all these conference championships on the wall in our outfield, and then it's like, we don't want to skip a year. We don't want there to be a gap. No 2017-2019. Like, it has to be even. So, yeah. yeah. D- Dr. Craig Manning uh, is, is a guy that's helped a lot of athletes focus. Mm-hmm. Does he work with your yeah, team as does. well? Is there anything that he said that's helping you guys as you go into this series? Um, with the stakes high, like we're talking about. Um, if we're being honest, all I can really remember is the 90% and the 10% that he does. Explain that one. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> literally all I got. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the moment. In the moment. Yeah, like someone said, live in the moment for the yeah. football thing. That, that's probably it, Like right? Game yeah. one Friday. I guess he's always talking about never say no. Like, don't strike out. Don't throw a, a high pitch, whatever it is. So that's something that I think we're all focusing on is, like, yes. um, see the ball down instead of don't swing at something high. It's, like, something that, that stuff helps. See, it's yeah. coming back to you. See? It's it slowly. You. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who's the player on your team that we don't talk about but we should talk more about? Oh, wow. I mean, all everyone, this is a complete team. But I think right now Bridget Fleener is really stepping up her game. She is killing it right now. The lone freshman yes, a regular starter. Yes. She is. She's blowing my mind. She's like, I want to be like you when I'm a junior. I'm like, girl, I want to be like you. Look at you right now. <laughs> my freshman year, I didn't do near as good as you did. And it's just she's doing awesome. All right. It's time that we give you the BYU Sports Nation karma Ooh, okay. for the weekend series against LMU. Do you know what this is? Yeah, I know some, like, it sounds like Motab plays. We're, play, we're playing the Gregorian chants <laughs> right there now. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. It's not finalized until the Gregorian chants play. So uh, it's now, true. There's a process. We yeah, appreciate uh, you respecting that process. The transfer <laughs> process has taken place. Um, congratulations once again. Thank Looking you. forward to uh, BYU softball on Friday and Saturday. Me too. And it's Friday, 7 Eastern, doubleheader, Saturday game as well, all three on BYU TV. Yeah, Saturday, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain start.
uh, for game three. Technically, you could wrap things up on Friday night. Oh, stop! I, I mean, that's the goal. We just had to win the series. That's well, if there's, yeah, if there's a sun delay, it may be longer. Than oh, thought, no. Or if they're looking up rules in the book. That took forever. <laughs> terrible. An unforgettable moment. Can you imagine a football game? They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they're like flipping, looking at a book in a rule yeah. book. And then it didn't even go in our favor. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That was, uh, I believe, the last time BYU lost a game. So yeah, maybe it took that moment to wake up. It, yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woker. Or whatever it says. Thanks, Libby. Yeah, of course. Okay, coming up, the latest on the women's golf team on the course as we speak at the NCAA Regionals Day Two. They're trying to finish in the top six. Things looking good up to this juncture. Plus, your responses for the 2018 BYU football slogan coming up. In today's Voice of the Nation, this is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst. And Libby Sugg, the West Coast Conference Softball Player of the Week for a second time this season. Huge series for BYU Softball bearing down against LMU. All three games on BYU TV this week. But don't bear down. That's the Arizona same. We're, we're not going to. That's them. That's not us. All right. Brandon Davies will join us coming up tomorrow. He's been doing work in the Euro Leagues and in Lithuania. We'll chat with Brandon. That's going to be awesome. If you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play as well. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Your boy Tijon Karoma signs free agent contract with the Kansas City Chiefs after receiving a mini camp invite. Baseball. Maximizing the chance. BYU baseball plays in Salt Lake City against the Utes tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the Pac 12 Network. The Cougars trying to even up the season series at two games apiece. Golf. Number 41st ranked BYU women's golf. Ties for sixth place after the first round yesterday at the 2018 NCAA Austin Regionals. Cougars currently playing today's round and are in sixth place at one over. Softball. BYU softball and their junior catcher, Libby Sugg, we just spoke with her, earned her second West Coast Conference Player of the Week award. Sugg batted 733 with six runs on 11 hits in five games this week. Libby told us that there's more pressure than she's ever felt as a BYU softball player this week because of being tied for first. Track and field. The men remain seventh in the USTFSA rankings. Soccer. Incoming women's soccer freshman Bella Folino received an invite to join the U.S. women's national team under 18 squad. Cougars in the minors. Brendan Lund went two for five and scored a run as the AA Mobile Bay Bears defeated the Mississippi Braves 5 0. Taylor Cole pitched two thirds of an inning with one strikeout and a loss to the Las Vegas 51s. Lacrosse. The men's team defeated defending national champion Grand Canyon the entire thing. 14-11 yesterday to advance in the MCLA tournament. Chris Severson scored five goals in the win. The Cougars play rival Utah tonight in the quarterfinals. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to men's lacrosse for taking down the national champs last night. Good luck. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Taking on Utah, who I believe is going to become a, a D1 program in lacrosse. Make it happen. Beat the Utah. Well, they got BYU has well, a chance. Make it happen. They, Utah's making it happen. They got the money. No, BYU has a chance to beat Utah <laughs> in multiple sports today, right? 
in multiple sports today. Let's go. Let's go. Good luck to the Batcats. BYU Sports Nation assemble for the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. What is your motivational slogan or motto for BYU football for the 2018 season? Join us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, hashtag BYUSN. On Twitter, at JoeBrady12 says, stay healthy, <laughs> which is kind of in line with what Blaine Fowler was talking about. You saw so many injuries last year. Yeah. Health is wealth, baby. Health is wealth. Let's go. At TX Colonel, hashtag P5 this. <laughs> P5 this. <laughs> Uh, is this the year for that? Seven at, P5s. At the DA for life. Seven P5s. No, I'm, I'm 2021 schedule. Oh. I'm just thinking. We must try not to sink beneath our anguish, BYU, but battle on. Combining two of my favorite things, BYU and Harry Potter. There you go. At TashaLynn19, also on Twitter. All we need to do is get Ed Einstein in the stands of every game to yell, Be great! It's a great story. Yeah. From Facebook, Andrew Garrett. The wolf climbing the hill is hungrier than the wolf on top of the hill. Very deep. Yes. At Carol Sisney. Dental office? And we're channeling uh, our Al Davis. He's the most quoted person on this show. Just win, baby. Wayne Harding beat the Utes. You say beat UMass. He says beat the Utes. (laughs) I'm with with Wayne more than I'm with you. I have another one that came to me during the show Bowling for Brigham. Brigham's Bowlers. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day from Matt Grisfather. I actually like the one the team is using. Built, not born. Atmosphere and attitude around the guys and program has shifted, and that will help produce results. They were all born, too. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to McKenna Bull, who is pitching professionally in Italy now. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Join us, won't you, on social media at any point. Good luck to the Batcats tonight. Beat the youth and Mansell Cross.